Do you find yourself swept away by the constant change and turmoil around you? Whether personal or professional, these challenges can keep us from living a life of peace and productivity. I'm Liz Hurl, a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist, and I want to show you data-driven strategies to help bring stability and peace to your life. Welcome to the Anchored in Chaos podcast. Welcome back. Liz, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. How was your Christmas? It was good. It was It was good. It was pretty mellow. Yeah. Pretty mellow at my place. Nice. My, my son was home from the Navy and my other son's a professor. We call him professor. Ooh, very but he's an instructor at a college, so he was home too. It was good to see everybody. Nice. Yeah. Good. How about you? It's great. It was wonderful. Yeah. I I have a, you know, a 9-year-old who's very excited. Who's very tricky getting Miss Claus to help Santa put out gifts without someone being up all night waiting for it. I see. Literally all night. Yeah. So So. Santa magic is still very much alive in your house. So far, so good. Okay, good. I know. I'm kind of sad when it goes. The innocence is sweet. I've only got one more. Yeah. The other two are like, all right, we know what's going on. That's sweet. (laughs) What are we talking about today? I attended a one-day seminar back in September, mm-hmm. and it was talking about AI and psychotherapy. Yeah. And I have a lot of, I don't want to say concerns, but yeah, I guess they are concerns about yeah. that. Yeah. Especially how I take this field so seriously and the work that it involves. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to think that technology can do a better job than humans. Yeah. Our, and I'm not saying that that's what they're saying, but I kind of feel like that's what they're saying. Yeah, our, our discussions are we we have some concerns about how people are so willingly, so willing to turn themselves over to just a voice and an avatar. And, sure. Yeah. And I saw some really interesting work that's being done that larger companies are wanting to utilize this kind of technology mm-hmm. in <clears throat> maybe sidestepping a real life psychotherapist because the need is so great. Yeah, the, I think the stats you shared with me, it's over 300 yeah. clients per potential patients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 300 to one. Mm-hmm. Better than 301. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And to minimize cost, I imagine, there's, yeah. that, that's probably part of it as well. Hopefully it's just the, the need for well, I think the intent services. is to have... At least to have some service available to someone at some time. Right. Yeah. So pick up your phone. And, and that, I think that's the idea is AI is readily available if you just pick up your phone, which. It we, is yeah. right now. Right. We, yeah. Not in a psychotherapy ideal way. I mean, you could probably use it for psychotherapy, which I do not recommend. Right. But yeah, it's. It's very much That's so. what we're going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to cover that in mm-hmm. my overall idea of how this is going to impact psychotherapy relationships and then overall our whole life dynamics, like yeah. how we engage with one another and if that could set us back. And I have yeah. some ideas around that. Yeah. Well, let's see. So historically, some of the things that we talked about is from a military, from a military background, I can tell you that AI has been on the cusp since the 50s, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one of the big things I've always put out in just general conversation about artificial intelligence versus man-made stuff is our drone technology. And even back in the 60s when we had the ability for a, 
a two key system to turn and launch missiles. We were not ready to surrender that power over to AI because we didn't trust it, right? We, we just don't trust it. The ability to literally just go, uh, AI, take care of that bad guy. And yet- Bit that, of a gamble. Well, not just a gamble, but it's, there's no ethics or morality towards- Correct, that. yes. You want me to take out a bad guy with a drone, sweet. But I took out a hundred people doing that, right? Mm -hmm. One big giant bomb and I killed the bad guy. Sure. Yeah, but it wasn't, there was no discretionary actions there. It just followed its instructions. Can it pinpoint and do all that stuff? I suppose that that technology is available, but that's exactly why we don't surrender that control over just AI and no, no human component involved. Right. And so the question is, so what might be lost if we utilize AI in every category of our life, right? Right. We were listening when we were in Genuine Effort, Jim, this morning. We That's were right. listening to right. um, uh, the just some ongoing podcast about AI. Right. It, the broad spectrum, not right. anything really necessarily psychotherapy right. related. But one thing I caught that really, that I, I posed a question to you was the AI ended its interaction and it said, it was my pleasure. And I said, how? How was it its pleasure? Yeah. Pleasure? How? Tell me how that works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a program, right? So it's like, well, that's what I'm programmed to say. Yeah. Well, you and I both know that in the makeup of somebody reaching out to AI and that interaction, they've only been programmed to tell you certain responses. Mm -hmm. But we listened to a demonstration of an AI robot. Mm -hmm. And I thought that the robot was very snarky and condescending condescending mm -hmm. and i i'm thinking that's how you're programmed why it almost had this cynicism and sarcasm mm -hmm. to every response that it made and i thought that that's weird is that built in or is it just programmed to do that i think it's supposed to give the qualities i'm trying to be funny but i found i found it a little off putting also in that same conversation we heard another commentator mentioned that we are we have essentially in in taking this step into AI, which we took a long, long time ago, we are up to our eyeballs in AI and people don't even know it. Right. right? There's no going back now. There's no going back. Right. That's not what this is. It, this is about awareness. Yeah. That's what uh, ideally bringing it up, attending Dr. Fry's seminar is right. about awareness, what is happening, right. how to be involved and don't be so we are so conditioned by all of these easy access tools right. in our lives. Right. Just go with the flow. Well, well, what does that flow entail? Don't be naive to the fact that we're, you're, uh, Alexa, turn on the house lights. Yeah. Alexa, unlock my door. Mm -hmm. Alexa, what's the name of that song? Mm -hmm. You have, you already have computers running your home mm -hmm. at convenience. I don't, FYI. <laughs> Me either. But the, <laughs> other, the other is too, our phones. Yep. They're listening devices full time. Mm -hmm. I try to always tell people, you think you're seeing things, they're seeing you, right? Mm -hmm. But it goes way past that. It's Siri, find me, the find me a new path to work, okay? Siri, what's my day look like? What's my day planner look like? So it knows where you work, how to get there. It's looking at your day planner. It probably has some contact information. Or day so there's, now we're one person removed Call my sister in Big Bear. Well, now there's a sister in Big Bear. It knows that phone number. It knows her information. 
it's it's all expensive and the AGI which has its own ability to formulate new algorithms for learning it does it on its own right it just all it takes is one more ripple and it turns into something else right mm -hmm. and that's all inclusive so yeah we i have concerns i know mm -hmm. you have we're we're especially concerned as it applies towards its application to people in need mm -hmm. who need help and the um, outline of the seminar there were some questions that um, I'll pose yet again. Dr. Fry's with a Dr. Seminar, Fry's yeah. seminar mm -hmm. that there is no, I would say irony, but the irony is lost. I heard at the very same, I don't know what was that a podcast we were listening to. It was just mm -hmm. a, a series of different interactions. Of, yeah, it, yeah. It, I was I was just playing it. Yeah, you know, in background preparation. Yeah, and it said the exact same thing. And the, the question is, what happens when machines strip people of their skills? Mm. And what about prolonged unemployment? Mm -hmm. Well, we kind of talked about, and I'll touch base just gently on this, um, in our last um, as episode around masculinity, the struggle to get people to actually work in some aspects. Right. Well, what if we make you know, software so efficient, because that's what it is, the software so efficient that you don't have to need real people at the drive-through window you know it could all be by card access and there's some sort of apparatus that brings belts down your food or there's only cooks in the back i don't know i'm just saying that there's we're, we're seeing total automated yeah. it already exists yes and by the way you don't have to go get it siri mm -hmm. call me yeah. call mcflugels and bring <laughs> order me a McFlugels. giant something right could be right to your door mm -hmm. now yeah. that a person delivers that though do they? We have drone delivery. Now we are getting to but drone But there is delivery. drone delivery. I mean, package drone, drone delivery. We already have that. Yeah. And that is trying to get expanded. That's in the process of mm -hmm. going actually through the house to get a bigger, expansive bill on that, too. Mm -hmm. So that can go even more. So, you know, so let me just finish that thought. Yes, please do. In the person who was making comment in the podcast or in the what we were listening to in the gym, he said that we had he had he had a very let's just say it's not utopian mm -hmm. problem with with the uh, AI that exists. We have created either a savior or our new master. Mm -hmm. And in that it's to, for it to be your savior, you have to w be willing to give up a lot. Now, it'll be incremental, but the reason I say a lot, it would be at some point, it's going to want to become your master. If it gives you everything, Pretty soon it's going to say, I do everything. And your power of selection and choice will be limited. Now you can't go to the, you've given it up so much, now you don't even know how to go to the supermarket. Well, I was going to say, it's an intellectual decline. For an individual, you don't have to think. You that's don't my, have to operate. That's you, my point. You are, that is exactly my point. Yeah. That's the other thing. Um, I'll get to that. But it's who's becoming more machine and who's becoming more yeah. human, right? Because yeah. you're so lost to that. So what about, and this kind of, again, goes right back to psychotherapy, but what about the loss of human contact? Mm -hmm. Like we are already at, you know, post COVID of not wanting to interact with people. Two years, almost sequestered mm -hmm. and separated. Sure. And we're still struggling to, to re-engage with one still another. Coming out of that. Yeah. And now there's this huge push for AI. Well, that helps me stay more 
you know, isolated and gives me justification for it as well. That's right. Now, what we know about, we need interaction from one another. Like our brains need interaction with each other. Yes. Well, to have any higher level of intellect anyhow. So here's something, you've probably heard me say this before, but I'm going to say this probably for the first time. A professor in a college... Clark W. Lacey. I don't think his middle name was W, but for some reason it sticks in my mind. Clark Lacey. He taught me this. It was graffiti written on an outhouse wall in the 30s. And the graffiti read, Pet, pet, play, and provide parlance for the human primate. And it's in a lot the, of peas. It's a lot of peas. But in that, he breaks down that this is almost the formula to remain human. Pet, pet, playing part. Pet, people need to have contact and be stroked mentally. Physical touch. Physical touch. Pat, we do need, we do need, we do need physical contact. Play, we have to be able to interact. Dialogue. And, and uh, that, well, that's the parlance. Pet, pet, uh-huh. play, provide parlance. That's, we have to have that means of communication. Remove any of, any of those elements and we are no longer human, which I, that's stuck with me since the 80s. That, that's a powerful thing. And Yeah, you've mentioned that to me now, that you say it yes. a few times now. Pet, pet, play, and provide parlance for the human primate. So post-COVID, we know that we, have, we now have these young people tragically cut mm-hmm. off from the world. Mm-hmm. They're not exercising. They're not interacting. And their they're, education is limited. And their, what was terrible education is now emojis. Mm-hmm. Parlance, nosedive. You know as well as I do. We you've talked to young young kids today on the phone. And uh, are you still there? Mm-hmm. There's no communication. There's no right. sharing. There's no okay, right, and then mm-hmm. click. Like oh. right, yeah. In, in an articulate <clears throat> interaction of of language of of yeah language used, and when you say that, I told you my pet peeve. My children, all three of my children know that. Yeah. I do not text them and interact with them with acronyms. Yeah, me uh, It bothers me, and I, I will not respond to them, and they'll be like, Mom, da, da, da. I'm like, and then like, fine, and they know. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 you know the English language, yeah. and you are educated grammatically, and you will utilize that. Yes. And yes. Mom, nobody does that. And I'm like, you will. I do. And I'm like, that's what I tell them. They know I know, yeah. but I'm like old school, right? But no, it shouldn't be old school. Yeah. But. Anyhow, I, that's another thing that is being lost. Yeah. Now, I, in my home, they're like, well, with my friends, you can do that with your friends. I don't recommend it. Right. But with me, mm-hmm. if you want a response, you will write me a, a written response. Now, you say this, and it was really interesting. My son, who is about to turn 19, mm-hmm. he and I were having a conversation. And when you were stating that, it just popped into my head. And that he said, you know, Mom, I feel like I'm so out of sync with people my age. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? He said... I would rather pick up the phone and talk to someone than text them. Yes. And I said, you are, but I love that. Yeah, yeah. Like I always say, I'm like, you have an old soul. I love it. But he said, but then when I go to call someone, they're just kind of like, almost like, what are you doing calling me? Like, yeah. oh yeah, it's, that's true. That's crazy. Yeah, it's I know. like, didn't, didn't you know how to text? And he's like, yeah, I actually just wanted. And then we went into that. And let's talk about human interaction for a section. Yeah. Se- second, if I can talk. And that is. 
You can hear inflection. You can mm -hmm. hear emotion. You can hear laughter. You can hear joy. Pause. You can hear anger. Yeah. You can, right. You can hear all of these yeah. things. You can feel the conversation. You can hear a person smile on the phone. Right. You, you can hear a person sad on the phone. You can hear a person sad on the phone. That's right. And you miss all of that, of course, through Absolutely. text. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying, circling back to AI, that they aren't making AI sound pretty darn I know. seductive. I know. They sound, yeah. we were, you were just sharing with me about their, these scams where they're recording yeah. people's voices and doing certain things. Yeah. A uh, uh, first person receives a phone call. And phone call goes, I'll play, play out the scenario. Grandma, it's me, Julie. I'm broke down. My car is a mess. I've had to call for a tow truck. Now the problem is I can't get my bank card to go through. And he's going to leave me here stranded on a thing. Will you send this money to this account? And I'm going to give you the number 555. And mm -hmm. grandma does. Mm -hmm. Grandma does. Well, we know that that's a scam. We know that AI is so, um, so good at copying your voice, your inflection. It only takes a few words. In fact, they can build a big profile of your voice and, it, and, it, and its profile, its individual profile just by simply saying hello. Mm -hmm. They will build an entire thing and this whole entire scenario. So now they're instructing people when you're answering the phone, who's calling? That, that's, how you're gonna, that's how you're gonna answer the phone, who's calling? We had a whole thing, but it still doesn't prevent them from building a profile. It's just that in that you're trying to, you're, what you're trying to do is make sure that there are keywords that they can't build off of, right? Mm -hmm. So. That's probably a poor example. I don't remember exactly what the example was to deter that, but the idea is to not say hello and then communicate freely. You need to go, don't say anything. Call the number, mm -hmm. call your daughter mm -hmm. and say, are you, are you actually, no, I'm not, click, mm -hmm. you're done. Mm -hmm. Try not to give up anything. Mm -hmm. um, this is tricky now. That is really <clears throat> tricky. And I apologize to, to listeners and viewers because I will be more diligent in the future because I am referring back to what we were listening to this morning and I want to make sure I provide that information. Right, right, right. Um, so in the future, I will try and look back and see what podcast right. we were listening to. We can provide that. Yeah. But yet again, he, the, um, was a doctor, um, stated that he was outraged that he, his voice was dictated over a book. He was so, oh, do you yeah. know what I'm talking That's about? That's right, yeah. And he was we'll so. We'll provide, we'll provide them. With yeah. Show, and. I thought, oh my goodness, this whole, yeah, you know, but I also, and again, I'm trying not to, I want to make sure we stay in aligned in our agenda here, but to springboard off of that, I know that, you know, Dr. Peterson said that I think that they had, he had AI do something regarding his book and I can't, I don't want to speak to that. Dr. Jordan Peterson actually went to chat. Chat GPT. And, and said, <laughs> write me a paper. Make Over it, one of his books? Make it sound like me. And here's the time, and here's the buzzwords, ding, 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 ding. And that thing spit out a paper. That's what it is. And within a minute, and he read it, and he said, if I, if I didn't know I didn't write this, I'd have no idea there wasn't me. That's alarming. And he's one of the greatest minds. Intellects in the world, that's in right. my opinion. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, opinion. that's an opinion. That's my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, I just want to say my opinion. So... This kind of goes back to something you mentioned earlier, what happens when a person loses their dignity as free individuals when every purchase or move they make is a decision that is monitored. Mm -hmm. Kind of like when you say your your options get limited. Yeah. Because 
something someone else is making more yeah. of that decision making. We, we we have to, the one of the biggest lessons that is probably going to be overlooked, and it, it is crucial that people understand, is that anytime we're on a device, anytime we're around any type of device, it's listening, mm -hmm. it's watching, it's learning, it's profiling. Like, that's conspiracy theory. No, it's that's not. Real. It's that's very real. It's and very real. When you go on to these chats, when you go, when you use artificial intelligence for locating this, I use I use maps. I like to see how far away I am from, even though I typically use my own sense of direction, I still want to know what, what's the time from here and I'll pull mm -hmm. up a map and there it is. It's still profiling travel. It's profiling everything you do. Mm -hmm. Remember when you go to the grocery store, there's a camera right up there. That camera sees you. It sees what you buy. You now have a receipt that receipts in the computer. It knows what you buy when you buy it. You know, so much you spend. What about your bank? Everything. <laughs> I mean, it just the expansion. I mean, that's, those are minimal things, but everything. I did learn about a couple of different chat GPT was one of them yeah. at the seminar yeah. as well as sounds really kind of almost insulting in my opinion yet again but another mental health resource within AI is called Wobot oh yeah and I was able to watch them interact with this Wobot AI and ask certain questions wait the, is this the artificial they built a robot no, this is just oh, a, on, on chat. Okay, it's okay, just a, okay. a, a messaging book. Okay, gotcha. interact in, and it's it, it's an app you put on your phone, mm -hmm. and you can interact with it whenever you're feeling down, right. or, or however you're feeling. Another popular one is Wiza, and they're kind of center, they're focused around the mental health field. Yeah, and it's interesting because how they're creating maybe the algorithms and ways to interact with individuals around suffering from any walks of life, whether it be a traumatic episode or, or a mental health illness that they've suffered for many years, when they're interacting, they have like this like viewpoint of what the AI is taking in is all digitally monitoring their body language or their facial expression. And then it's being generated to calculate a response to that, right? It's reduced emotional response. Yes into algorithmic calculation. Right. Yeah. And so if someone turns away or that looks like that disappointed you, I mean, that sounds really very, very comforting, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, you look sad. <laughs> so you, you and I watched a video of a young girl and she's telling her plight about into college. She was so excited about going to college. She went to college and in, in her very first exposure at college, she realized she had no friends yes. and she was miserable. Remember? I recall so, this now. Mm -hmm. So, She's so miserable. So what she does is she reaches out she, by phone. Mm -hmm. She reaches out to an artificial intelligence mm -hmm. and she begins to ask questions. They begin to build a profile and she has a day to day, a couple times a day. I don't remember what, the, what they suggested in the, in the video, but she has now a friend mm -hmm. on the phone. Sure she does. An avatar, Absolutely. a voice that talks to her and she is totally willing to go along with that. Mm -hmm. So my point is, is, is that a curative answer to her problems? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. And it just raises so many more. It deepens, it, it deepens her plight, yeah. truthfully. Mm -hmm. Because not only is she, not only is this device now enabling this communication, which is artificial, but it still diminishes her ability to communicate with people, flesh and blood, right around her should rather talk to an artificial than to talk to 
that's tragic. That's tragic. Well, and it's not even addressing the issue at hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's completely masking the yeah. issue yeah. of why this individual is struggling to interact with other people. Yeah. Um, Yes. One of the things when you were talking about that, that again popped into my head when I was playing around with these different, and there's quite a few different ones out there, not just again for psychotherapy. That's where I was kind of looking at. I found that in, I was setting up all these profiles, which someone's going to think I'm in desperate need because I have like all these AI profiles for psychotherapy. Um, And I shared this with you prior to us kind of going over our information. The little screen that popped up for a second that and then does anyone read that information and oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's and kind of the let, let's say like a, a prescription drug it gives you the, yeah. the little scroll at the bottom yeah like about, the little yeah. bit like for chat gpt which isn't that's a big one that everyone goes to it has three little boxes yeah, and so, then so pay attention to this it yeah. does say like chat history may be reviewed or used to improve our services learn more about your choices in our help center it doesn't say what it's kind of gathering mm-hmm. there check your facts it says chat gpt may, may not be <laughs> it may be inaccurate with information it's not intended to give advice it does say that and oh, but it does say ask away. ChatGPT can answer questions, help you learn, write code, brainstorm together, and much, much more. So it's very, very so when interesting. I when I hear stuff like that, it, it's the uh, strategist in me, right? Mm-hmm. If I knew that I had this devious agenda, mm-hmm. and I knew that this person is using this thing, and I can dip into that information and go, well, this person tells me she's this, and she's she talks about her cousin. She's once again collecting information mm-hmm. i just have i just have the biggest cynicism to the fact that that thing is collecting information mm-hmm. it's not of any curative value right so mm-hmm. they're just telling you right off the bat that we're not giving you advice but do you think the person speaking to that doesn't doesn't think that this is what's good advice that's that's because, exactly what they're thinking because oh that's great oh my goodness I that, wish I that person about. that person the human who's using that service it has the ability to use an avatar. You can build an avatar mm-hmm. of a pretty girl about my age or whatever. It's voice, an accent. It can build all of this mm-hmm. stuff. We talk about your, um, is it your car navigation in your car? My Siri. Your Siri. That I call, she, I call it Chris. She for, thinks For Chris Hemsworth. Yes. Yeah, okay, whatever. Because he is the Australian. Well, it's, it, that my, it's not. My Siri it's is. It's not even close, so whatever. But the, so, um, well, it, it, yeah, it sounds more like. Each um, their own. It sounds like a Douglas Murray to me, but in, in, <laughs> leave Chris alone. In that it's, in that it's tragic that people would be so willing to give up stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we live in an. This isn't power comes from information, and when you're willing to just give up information to somebody you don't. Some I said somebody to people organizations. Somebody, this mention, this information is going to somebody of some sort because that was the other thing about consent. So, yes. go, going in line with this, which it goes right back to what is lost, what is threatened with AI, confidentiality right. is huge. And the next one was even more problematic because right. it states, I understand, you have to click these, by the way, but I didn't click them and it sent me right into it. So, yeah, I feel, like, a, I feel like that's a little suspicious. Take you right down there. Huh? I was still able to keep going. I understand my data protection rights and consent to my data is being stored and shared. Yeah. Period. Yeah. With who? 
Yeah. That's the end of it, by the way. There's nothing else to be said. Right. Um, so, oh, and, it, and then it says, well, and then I'm saying I'm 18 years of age and older and, oh, I'm happy to receive offers and emails and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, all that so not only are they using you as an advertisement tool, mm-hmm, right? Correct. They're collecting that information in the cloud or wherever mm-hmm. it goes. But more to the point is um, 20 years from now, you go to apply for a position and they go... I want to help rehab people from alcoholism or domestic abuse or whatever. Oh, okay. They put in the information. They pull up on another AI thing, and they've compiled a big thing on you. Well, it says here you've had some mental imbalance. It looks like you talked to an artificial intelligence for 10 years and blah, blah, blah. Really? That's We already see people who go in and apply for uh, positions, and you don't have to be high-powered positions. I even see this now for football players, college coaches are going through their social medias for their players and they will make they will make their de- decision of what type of player they're going to have by what they see on social media. They will use that against you. Well, yeah, that's that's something actually I I yeah. told my children cautiously, be careful what you're putting in Snapchat or it's in any of social media. Not just, you know, pictures, but your opinion mm-hmm. of self. It could be reviewed and that can really give someone a viewpoint of view that's not really true yeah, yeah. as an employer is yeah. what I said to them. Not, I don't could care what your friends think at this point, but as you get older, that sticks with you. I mean, we've seen, and again, I'm not going to venture off. We've seen how celebrities have really paid the price of Absolutely. past posting. Politicians. Po- yeah, everyone, right? Absolutely. They're, they're digging up. They're going back in the history books of Twitter. 20, and 30 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Facebook, years. whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. And anything. And they're just ripping it out. Well, now you'll have it all neat and tucked away in a per- Perfect little box yeah, of information, yeah. right? Yeah. And all of your, and, and that, that, that really just ignites something in me of, I take what I do so incredibly serious and passionate right. that an individual sits across from me in revealing information. The confidentiality of that, and it's not really that, it's as it's much as the rec- legal. It's, it's, it's not a- the legal. It's holding someone in, in a space for a minute and, and being able yeah. to give that to them yeah. and know that there honestly is no yeah. judgment. And it's, you know, and that's kind of what I've always said. I'm like, you can say whatever you want to say in my office. I don't care. Like you can cuss, you can scream, you can do whatever, right. you know, whatever it is you need to within reason get to mm-hmm. um, where you need to go mm-hmm. in a healthier way. Let's put it that way. This next section kind of goes into that of the nervous system co-regulation, which is a a clinician's job, is to help people with regulation when they're not just in session, but being able to regulate their system outside of um, session within jobs or relationships if they've had a traumatic experience. And I always, I have utilized this ever since I've been trained in EMDR, I've utilized this. um, What is EMDR? Eye movement desensitization reprocessing. Mm -hmm. It's another technique. It's an, an amazing uh, tool in psychotherapy. We'll have another episode about that. Yeah. But okay. it was utilizing something in your past that kind of gets in your way. I, <laughs> just kind of funny, I cannot stand public speaking. I don't even like doing this, but here I am. And I've been asked to go and, and do some conversations and having some talking points. And I'm just like, absolutely not. Well, I've gotten much better at it, mm-hmm. which is why I'm here now. But I wondered why this kind of stuck with me. And any time through my undergrad and my grad, 
I had to do any type of presentation, I would become incredibly, my nervous system would go haywire. I would perspire really, really bad. My whole neck would become inflamed and I'd be like this red beacon. And I hated it. And I'm like telling myself like, it's fine, you're fine. That was really helpful. But I wondered why I instantaneously would respond this way. And so digging back into past and what happens, and of course in, in childhood, in third grade Mrs. Doll's class, I'll never forget. See, then Mrs. Doll. Mrs. Doll. I had a social studies paragraph I had to stand up and read. When I stood up to read it, and I this was all discovered through my training with EMDR. So this this was again through psychotherapy, by the way. And I discovered why I, I tend to do this is she had me stand up to read this article. And I just felt the eyes and the snickering and and I that moment my body just kind of did the exact same thing solidified great right into my brain it was really really wonderful because in any type of interaction that that recreated my body would just go right back there Mm. every single time yeah and i was like oh i really need to nip that in the bud after 44 years i'll get there (laughs) yeah so so just to say that back to you the it's incredibly important we talk about this all the time and i know that it is is that as a psychotherapist, as a behavioral specialist, when a person comes to you and reveals all of these things that are very important, they're very personal, they're very private, you don't get that with a machine. You no. will not get that. Right. But, but in that, it literally is the, it's all of the nuance that goes with a human-to-human re- reaction, mm-hmm. interaction, mm-hmm. or maybe lack of interaction, right? But just tracking and watching and observing. But you get a chance to then say, look, I see that maybe there's some things we need to work on. We need to have this discussion. But it's that is the golden element that would be removed if we saw artificial intelligence. Right. And yeah. that when it talked about the nervous system component, that that is really, again, near and dear to me because mm-hmm. I can start visiting with an individual. And when we get into some heavier items, there there's a... a notable difference sure because that's what happens in our nervous system right and that's what i'm trained to do to help an individual identify that first off and then be able to gain some coping mechanisms awareness and tools around it now i'm not saying ai isn't going to be able to do that because i watch them we do that um in that little example of them watching yeah. the individual you could see them it oh see when i when it comes back to my mind it so fires me up because this person looked like they were suffering yeah and this ai is just like oh well this is you know seems like this is difficult for you or so they're noting yes dysregulation yes so let me i want to be i'm going to clear up i'm just going to set it up for just a minute we have a person either actor or actual and then we have an avatar on a screen. That is correct. Which happens to be female, I think mm-hmm. it was. Yes, it was. So what happens is the avatar is tracking this guy. And there's a facial thing on They have facial mm-hmm. patterns and dots mm-hmm. and all this mm-hmm. stuff. No, they have it pointed to shoulders, yeah. and like They're, the upper, but not the full body. Yeah. That thing is literally tracking you mm-hmm. via the camera. And that and what happens is the, the patient makes this motion where he kind of shrinks back and turns or something mm-hmm. like that. And the AI picks up and goes, I see this is hard for you to talk about or something to that effect. Well, that's not how you would address that. Absolutely that? not. That's right. It's like, are you kidding me? And when that's what I'm saying. It fires me up because that is not, oh, I see that that was difficult for you. Oh, yes, that's exactly. Oh, yeah. well, good job, genius. I, yeah. 
it's, I mean, my response is, so what's going on for you right now? Yeah, yeah. And it, and then that is getting them to a point of their own recognition, being within their, aware of their own body and movement. I mean, I don't want to get bogged down with that, but to think that a system can, and I, I, I shared this with you earlier, we are energy beings mm -hmm. and that we can connect and we can feel each other's energy and yeah. we can know it's kind of like when someone walks in a room that no one's a big fan of and the temperature drops like by 50 yes. degrees yes. and yeah. everybody's aware of it. Yes. Well, AI can't do that. No, it can't. Can be aware that, oh, you know, I mean, of course, with algorithm out the wazoo, it might be able to say, well, it looks like you don't care for that person. No, well, no, I'm going to push back a little bit. I bet AI has developed those types of things. However... It's still the human interaction. It's it has come so far, and you know you know I'm right. It has come so far and is so pervasive, so invasive that it's everywhere. But in the realm of real treatment, you and I will agree that it's this human to human interaction that's the only true way that to show empathy, compassion. That's not going to come across on a computer. Correct. Which is kind of my my outline I ha yeah. have here of embodied res resonance of the experience of having loneliness and shame undone through shared experience of human embodiment of love and loss, disease, yeah. touch, nonverbals, limitations, catastrophes, and all the things. Yeah. I mean, et cetera. And that emotions are inseparable from the body. Like that's one of the biggest things, what, how our collaboration even came to be with the physical side and and the psychological right. and emotional right. components of self of those shouldn't be separated out because it's inseparable. When um, we feel emotion, it, it changes us. And That's right. how, again, when I go back to an AI say, it was my pleasure, what, you don't even know what pleasure is. Yeah. So if, um, so in playing with this thing, some of the questions, you can pose questions to it and sample. Oh, yes, so, yes. Yeah. Now, one of the, one of the interesting things was in the questions that are posed, it'll answer questions and it'll answer questions. Mm -hmm. And it is always profiling you. It's always profiling you why you do that. But then if you get to a point where it's where it's beyond that, let's say, let's say the patient or the person participating in this goes, you know what, I, this isn't getting me anywhere. I, I'm, I think I'll just end it all. The end game for that AI is, let me put you in contact with a human. Yes. <laughs> Which I find by, by I find all the, amazing. Uh -huh. right? I find yes. amazing. Um, most of the, um, all, well, all of them that I encountered that I went and created an account for, when it came to that, they were there, oh, well, let me get you connected to a real life human. Yeah. <laughs> Which I find that to be, I, I find that to be amazingly uh, hypocritical, but proper in yeah. that uh, you've already surpassed my ability, and now I'm going to give you back to a human. Which we, they, I think, in I think in the um, in the understanding from the podcast that I listened to and listening to other websites that AGI which is AGI artificial global or it's general? worse. Is it general? No, it's global. It's, global? it's worse okay. than, I shouldn't say worse. That sounds like I'm, it's it, more intense uh, than uh, of the two, artificial. AGI is the learning 
right? It's actually the learning. Mm -hmm. And it has the ability to build and build and Correct. build. Correct. It can. But I just find it to be just amazing that, you know what? Let me get you back to a human. You've obviously okay. gone too far. Well, I've spilled my guts to you for months, and then you're going to take me back to a human. Who knows nothing about me, Yeah, but way. we're starting over. Yeah. Which is, I know, their standpoint on or their speaking point for AI psychotherapy. I am very aware that individuals finding a clinician that you can create a therapeutic alliance yes. and feel like there is that therapeutic alliance relationship is core for anyone in their treatment process. R right. And when you find that and having that is something that people, that, that they hold value as they should. Right. Now, the challenging parts of big agencies or individuals that maybe not in, in private practice, that the recycling of a therapist leaving a place or moving or doing different things, then you have to get a new therapist and start all over again. Yeah. Well, with AI therapists- It follows you everywhere. It's in the palm of your hand, and you'll never have to tell your story all over again, which is, yeah. that in itself is is traumatizing when, when an individual yeah. has to start, even when there's a shared of- some medical files and what have you, but you're still having to start over with another. And that's the, you know, another part that they can stand on. You don't have to start over. You'll always have this AI therapist with you. Yeah. Here's a, how long do people go to therapy? Well, in this, depends, I think yes. that that really does depend on the line of care and, and what you're treating at the time. Yeah. I think I've said before, you'll hear me say it a lot. I always share with the individuals that I serve, my job is to put myself out of a job. And right. that's, Same. that's Same. My, my job is to put myself out of a job. Same. And that's always kind of interesting response that I get because the idea is to, to really um, own oneself and, ha and be able to have the ability to identify and heal and, and move forward and in a healthy capacity. Educate and, and give them the tools. Well, the ownership of oneself yes. is, is crucial. Like, yeah. This, it, it's actually really important that a therapist and clinician is aware when there is a dependency. Yeah. And absolutely happens to every clinician to be able to identify when it's like I, you have to push them into, yes. well, that's one thing AI would not do. I absolutely. mean, because you'll, they'll literally be at your palm every single day. Every any moment, I need a reassurance. I need you to make me feel better about myself. And I'm not ugly today. And I'm not this today. I need this. It's really a false sense of reassurance yeah. that this algorithm is just literally placating yeah. you into making you feel good. And yeah. I know that sounds really harsh, but I want people to know within self, no matter what you've done and what you've persevered against, and you did this on your own, you yeah, have right. created this, that's not right. the reliance of of an AI or a, even another individual. Yes, we all need validation and support and we yeah. need each other. I'm not gonna say that those aren't things we don't need, but to have that as your resource every day to be your check-in, to make sure I'm getting through my day with some level of movement is yeah. not healthy. Yeah. And they, they, they essentially become a permanent crutch. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing to have a touchstone, right? It's another thing to have a touchstone. But I, so I will reflect that on my side of the shop. And my side of the shop is as a professional trainer. I've I have I've been doing this thirty eight years. I started as just this wide eyed kid who people wanted help with, and that was great because I was competitive and I probably knew more than the average bear. But th the whole point was, you must might be asking yourself, at what point does this end, right? 
And when I go on to, tra I've trained people who have gone on to be champs, right? I don't know that I've had, I've had two women athletes who went on to become women pros in, in bodybuilding and, and condition, in competitive sports. However, my job is to educate you. The, the time that you spend with me is you're paying not for my time to count to 10, good job. Mine is you're counting to 10, but why did we, why did we do that? Mm -hmm. What was, what's the purpose? What did you take away from that? And the next time you come back, that I better see that again. Mm -hmm. Because over time, you should lead, need me less. And there is a time, I've cut the cord with people. Mm -hmm. I go, man, you guys, you do great. Go, you know, go, what my professor used to say, everybody needs to go hang the art, right? At some point, you can't just keep diddling with this thing forever. At some point, you have to stop, hang the art, and be critical of it. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, take it back down, do it again. However, hang the art, let it, let's see how it works. So now you take the tools that you've learned from me, you go do your thing. If you need me, I'm here. Mm -hmm. If you, But I'm encouraging you to take what we've learned and do what you can. And from that, from that, we'll see how your progress is. Now, sure. do I have people who've been, I have, I have clients who've been with me for a long time. Every time I travel back to Colorado or every time I go to Wyoming, if I find, if those guys find out I'm in the state, they want to work out with mm -hmm. me. Hey, hey. That's awesome. Well, yeah, and show I, me what, show me how you've done. Show me all this stuff. I love that aspect, but I'm I'm not here for you forever. Well, and I I guess I want to clarify that you know I I've seen people for long periods of time. Sure. So actually, almost in, in the t entirety of my practice, but not on a consistent basis. I call them booster sessions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. When something else comes up, it's kind of like a booster shot. It's like you come back in for a booster session to they, kind of, you know, they've different done, lay of the land kind of thing. They've done well for mm -hmm. months, years, maybe. Years, yeah. And then they go, hey, Liz. Hey, this came out of left field. I'm uncertain. The rock, my boat got rocked. Yeah. Can absolutely. You no, that's exactly what I am yeah. here for. Yeah, right. And um, it's always, you know, always my, you know, my pleasure to do that. But yeah. I think that this is just a different resource for people to have it, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. I was going to say just real quickly, I haven't looked into this. You probably have. There Are there, oh, I think there are. No, I was getting ready to ask a question. Go ahead. There are AI trainers, right? Personal yeah. trainers? Yeah. So what I, I think is interesting about that, yet again, with personal person-person interaction, is you are so big on just, you know, being a former client, now your partner, on movement. Like yeah. when I'm doing the movement, am I sitting in the right position? Am I doing the right, like... That perfect analogy. That's a perfect analogy. This is why I'm so critical of online coaches. You would, you're, you're, I mean, you'll do it, but it's not like something you love. Well, if I if I write you a program and I say every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're going to do three sets of ten for push-ups, mm -hmm. and then you'll do six sets of five for chin-ups mm -hmm. or something like that, mm -hmm. and then and you come rolling in, and I see you in person mm -hmm. or. You, you've been with this trainer for years mm -hmm. and you come in and you do a push-up in front of me and I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> that is, that's not a push-up. Right, right. Right? No, the, the whole point about being a good trainer, now this will be something that will sting, but I mean this. I don't think that you can be a good professional trainer and I have yet to do it. Every single person I've trained in my life and I, I think there's, you know, in the 38 years, I've heard people claim that they've trained thousands, tens of thousands. Mm -hmm. They're in their 20s and 30s. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, wow. Well, I'm about to turn 60, and I, I probably only have 
maybe 300 people under my belt, maybe. Short-term, long-term, whatever. But in every single one of them, it's face-to-face. I see them every day in the gym. And I know what they trained, and that's how, that's how I think they've progressed better and better. How can you do that? How can you possibly do that mm-hmm. if you don't have somebody there face-to-face? You do every, you do, you do 19 out of 20 steps in this procedure correctly, but one you don't, mm-hmm. then it's not right. Mm-hmm. It's just not right. And that's what AI, that's the, that's the problem with AI. Can it hear stress in my voice? Is it reading my eyes, mm-hmm. my body? Yeah, sure. sure. But maybe there's key words in there that are just being missed because that's not part of their lexicon, but it is in a trained professional. Right. A human. A human. A human trained professional. Right. right. And that's, I mean, I mean, we've really just touched on, honestly, both sides. So many of the issues with concerns with, regarding AI. And, yeah. and I mean, this is, again, again, and it's not like a broken record. This isn't changing the fact that AI is here and it's no. going to it's awareness of you really need to pay attention to these things and, and what you're yeah following well, i guess and in that in that for your profession and and to mine i don't want people to un- misunderstand that maybe you're not the best of trainers but at least people are making the step towards betterment mm-hmm. right the old saying is you know, I, I've seen people. I've seen people who are recovering from injury. If you've never seen a treadmill for morbidly obese people, or called a zero grav gravity thing, they actually put it in a harness. They're barely putting. They're like ten percent of their body weight moving. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd ask yourself, what good does that do? It's better than the guy who's sitting on the sofa. Mm-hmm. You're doing more than them. Sure. So, so in that, in your realm, we we ask ourselves, well, if there's artificial intelligence that goes into physical therapy, at least. The guy is talking to something. Oh, you mean psychotherapy? Psychotherapy. I'm saying, what did I say? Physical therapy. Physical therapy. You're uh, you were in your you're yeah. in your jam. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So it, so so in that. I agree. There I are levels. You know. There are I, levels. I I am not poo pooing this whole idea. Right. I guess it sounds like I am. I know. I am cautiously aware of slippery slope mentality that, as with anything that things have, and well, this is one of them. Well said. And. I think that I people in dire straits and or, or whatever wherever they're at that they just need a maybe to feel something like something cares even if it is a machine or yeah. even a, a program or whatever oh, we just want to feel some sort of connection yeah then absolutely grab onto something don't completely lose yourself right right and I think these can be resources to that right Again, I just think you have to be the reason I bring this up is because there's levels that this goes to. Again, in our society, we're very much so quick gratification. Mm-hmm. And we are already talking about we're on our devices entirely too much. We're addicted to our devices, like you said. No argument. The, the, I always love your analogy of the, what do you, what do you say? The, the scratching at glass mentality. Uh, We've reduced ourselves to animals scratching at glass. Yeah, I, I, I really love that because that's exactly what we're doing. And the areas where this can be, I mean, we touched on confidentiality in our nervous system and in our, the embodiment of, our, of, of having a body and, and our emotional connections. But when we go further into just like the very, very tip of the iceberg of this goes back to sleep disturbance issues where someone's thinking, well, I am getting help for my sleep issues because I'm talking to someone all night about 
<laughs> yeah. Um, or um, it, we're already talking about how we need even I got a new a newer AI phone and I can't get the screen to go completely black, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I think it, I just put it in another room because I'm like, even the illumination, my, my brain, like I have my eyes closed. Oh, you mean in time of rest? In time of rest. Yeah, yeah it, it's always illuminate. I'm like, and I can see it and I'm just like, my brain's like, oh, look, there's something over there. Look, something shiny. So um, I'll, I'll ask you then, do you have Alexa? I don't have, I mean, the only thing I have, and I have to be careful because it's, it's here. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, it's here. Because <laughs> yeah. it'll start saying, how can I help you? Chris will start talking to us. Uh, um, <laughs> see, so then? But well, what going, I'm saying yeah. is that before that we have so much access that we're getting yeah less and less sleep. That's one of the the research that they found is that we're getting less and less sleep, which we need sleep for our brains to operate, for us to engage and be productive and motivated, engaged, right. and all those things. And but then you want to you know you can make well I'm talking about something that is bothering me. Well. Does AI have the, and it not saying it won't, have the ability to say, you know, it's 3.30 in the morning. You really should get some right. sleep. And, right. you know, let's, let's sit. What are three breathing exercises we can get you to do before you go to sleep? Like something like that. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. So, so I, I want to just say this. I don't do it now because I was driving my family nuts. But I have a phone full of alarms. You, you just, no, I'm aware. My alarm goes up. I have alarms that go off all the time. Yes. But what people don't realize is I have, I'm up early to prepare food for clients and myself every day, fresh food. And then my first client's at 5 a.m. and I have. So in that, I have an alarm to go to bed. Oh, I didn't know that. I have an 8.30 alarm to go to bed. Now, that seems rather bizarre. I know that sounds strange, but it's because I'm dependent on the sleep that I get, right? Mm -hmm. And that is part of the that is part of my makeup to make sure people understand it's time to go to bed. But I also have, I have an alarm an hour before that that is totally irrelevant. And you know what that tells me? Get off any device. I don't want any device in my head at least an hour before I bet, go to bed. It's not just that I'm amplifying all of the information that's flowing through my mind. I need to, I need to decompress. But so it's true. also all of the screen light, right? White light, blue light. You need to be shifting over to red light. You need to be slowing down the process of your brain. And I know we're going a little bit off off track here, but those... No, not necessarily, those, because those are the that's disciplines, what I'm saying. Those yeah. are the disciplines of being away from technology yeah. so that our brains can get back to a, cir a rather cir a circadian rhythm. Right, right. that's what I'm sleep. saying. Is yeah. AI going to disengage this psychotherapy yeah. session in yeah. the middle of the night and so, say you need to be sleeping? So I train, you know, let's hypothetical, I train well, I eat well, but I'm not resting well, Right. wash it mm -hmm. because it did you no good. Well, You it, have to have that reparative time, that downtime for your brain to function. That is absolutely right. That's the, the scientific proven study on yeah. that you're just talking about. It's an impairment to your cognitive ability absolutely. and um, reduced gray matter absolutely. in your brain and that's actually leading to more of heightened diseases around Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. You can go, I would venture to say, years without eating. Yeah, we right? talk about that. You can go days without drinking, mm -hmm. but sleep—you'll go insane. You'll go. You will go. You you'll will go. go you'll go insane. And not only that, not only are all those factors involved, but as soon as you involve the 
the as soon as cortisol and those hormonal responses that go from improper sleep and improper rest, as the cortisol goes up, now you begin to just literally scavenge the good from your muscle. You, mm -hmm. you begin to shrink and die away and cachexia sets in and it's it's so horrible. Mm -hmm. We are we have wandered off track. But I do want people no. to understand that this is tied together. No, it is all tied and, together. And as we as we walk down this AI trail, which by the way we're all on, mm -hmm. whether you want to admit it or not, in some way, shape or form you're being you're being a part of this. You need to make sure that you're managing as the best you can. Sure. And going back to that, I've I've kind of shared my they're showing that ADHD has a ability to increase well I say that ADHD should be like on a spectrum and we've designed our brains to have on take on so much information so rapidly at all given times mm -hmm. that we are our task bars in our brain are open like 50 different tasks yeah are open that's in your mind yeah just in your head yeah. and and you're trying to analyze and solve each one and yeah. then go back and, re, you know, yeah. and they're saying just the the rapid pace of that. And now you're connecting that to the device still yet. You're still interacting with the very thing that yeah. drives you. Yeah, right. It, Yeah. Anyway, it's that's a that's a wicked brew that you're playing with there. And if you don't separate yourself away and get yourself disciplined enough to say that there's time for this and there's not time for this, there's time for what Jeff Bezos called puttering around. You wake up in the morning, you need to be sl slow to rise, get yourself going, do some simple tasks and then slowly work your way into it and then find your rhythm, get full blast, do whatever you need to do. But it has to happen, there has to be regularity in it. Mm -hmm. There just has to be. And there has to be a time when there is none. And that's how we separate this. And I always wanna make sure that I clarify when we talk about this, and you already know how I feel about this, I'm not saying no to AI, especially for people who need help. Mm -hmm. And who is that, Liz? That's everybody. That is everybody. We are all broken in some way, shape, or form. That is everybody. We may be high-performing, popular people, you know, good with a lot of things, mm -hmm. but everybody has some skeletons. Everybody's carrying some baggage that they could easily drop if they had the tools. So I'm not saying this isn't a good thing. I'm just saying, is it the proper thing? And I want people to understand, especially especially those that are affected by PTSD, my, my military brothers, those people who are first responders, fire. At some point in your life and sometime, sometime in your career, you're going to see some things or be a part of some things that will rip away your innocence. And whether it happens at six years old or 60 years old, if it if it's upset the balance of the way the world works for you and you work in it, you need to speak to somebody about it. Sure. And that's what this is all about, is to reach out. That's why I think gyms or churches, mm -hmm. there's fellowship, there's camaraderie, there's you're being held accountable, responsible. We help and encourage. And we're most people in the gyms, if they're truly in the gym business for the right reasons, they're in the gym reason they're in their business because they want to see people get better. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if you come to the gym every day. Come to the gym every day. I encourage that. Okay. But I want people to get better. Yeah. yeah. The other last point I want to make here yeah. mm -hmm. is, and this is the what I started the whole conversation off, was actually increase areas of loneliness and disorientation of self. Yeah. And that we're just putting ourselves. It's, it's off the charts. We're 
shrinking so far back from one another that it's going to impair us. Well, we're already impaired, so it's going yeah, to lead to I, a significant. I don't have I don't have the suicidal information or depression. I don't have those stats in front of me, but I know for a fact that suicide and self harm is off the charts at all ages. The separation during uh, COVID and the pandemic and all of these things that have separated us. We just see people just suffering all around us, and we need to be able to come back together. And the only way I know how to do that is is uh, you need to reach out and communicate with the people. You need to find people you can speak to. Well, this, when I say that the psychological aspect of what it can do to one's mind is this living in a fantasy world. Mm. And that is, you're so... Reduce. We have, you know, in this, and now I delicately want to, I, I know a lot of people are into D&D and that's great. And, and so I don't want to be like, I'm going, I, that's awesome. I was not aware of the commitment to Dungeons and Dragons and the, I oh. mean, it's a series of, oh, of yeah. stories and, oh, I and, see what you mean. Yeah. You know, someone that designs it and, and like the, collaboration of all these individuals that come together and it's it's very very it's actually really interesting to be honest now i'm only utilizing that as a way of saying that if we reduce ourselves into a false fantasy mm. of ai um technology not just for psychotherapy the widespread of that and it you know they had stated that as we become more comfortable our bubble increases in the similarity between our reality and others decrease, this will further incentivize us to prefer our personalized worlds, shared objective reality, if you will, would change our beliefs and our comfort to, you know, it would, it would change us. It would change us in a way of, we could create our own society within our home and it's all false reality. I mean, I don't want to go matrix on you, know, but. <laughs> I, man. From what you're saying there, and I do understand what you're trying to, what you are saying there, I would say there is there is the potentiality of just this exponential thing from that, right? Mm -hmm. If you are, and I'll I'll be as delicate as I can. If if you're not, if you're not the sportsman, if you're not built for athletics, if you have no interest in it, maybe you like books. Maybe you maybe you're you're bookish. Maybe you're a game player, right? Bookish. I'm bookish. So if you're D and D or you play video games, video all the games, time, right, mm -hmm. right, that becomes a big part of your world. Absolutely. Pretty soon it becomes a lot of your world, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. pretty soon, as you know, an addiction is anything that interferes with what you should be doing normally. Correct. You're, you're taking, you're doing more and more stuff here. Well, the when you were talking about the bubble and the bubble growth, see, I think, I think we see that in people who cosplay. Mm -hmm. I think cosplay has turned into a new aspect of cosplay. I won't say what it is, but I think in society we see people who are playing out these things that they think they are, and in that they believe that everybody should address them as that, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. this cosplay has become real play, mm -hmm. and real play is the psycho it's literally psychologically embedded in yourself now where you can't tell truth from falsehood. And I, I think that's yeah, I really tragic. A, I sent you a reel the other day about when you create a reality and a false reality of self for so, so much of storylines and stories 
that you actually have created you false it. You memories. It. You've made everything up to believe that yes. that's exactly who you are. And it's yes. so, I mean, like you're so, you know, firm in it that yeah. this is, this is who I am. And I, I do see some really co- big concerns about just, yeah. we, we reduce ourselves in this. And again, I don't wanting to make sure we kind of narrow this down and wrap this up. But when we think about individuals that are, and I don't want to say like staying in their basements and playing video games and not leaving their homes and, now with post COVID, we have everything that comes to our door: groceries, yep. food, entertainment, anything you want. What's comes... the term for that? Cocooning. Cocooning. It's a. It's actually a societal plan, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to work. You don't have to travel. We'll bring it all to you. You know what? I'm so glad you said that. And again, my son had just taken a train trip, which was such an amazing explorer i love his spirit and he spoke with all these different individuals on yeah. the train and they thought it was really interesting that a young man was speaking to them by the way yeah, because yeah. young men don't, don't do, that. do that they're just like you know obviously not him. watching i'm looking down just tapping on my phone but he had him sign the book he had him yeah he had all these great signatures yeah. in the back of his notebook it's so incredibly awesome but he said and i said oh i have to and i might be messing it up but he said you know it's so nice that some young people, but you're seeing that people are not made to be looked at. They're made to be spoken to or something along those lines. And because normally if, mm. when you take the train, people just look at you, but don't talk to you. Seen, not heard. Yeah. But it was a really great statement. I'll have to clarify that in the yeah, future yeah. with what actually he said. But it was, I told my son, I said, I love that idea that people are not just to be looked at. There's to be engaged with yeah. and spoken to. And Everybody's got a story. Right. And yeah. It, and it's not this competitive drive of like, is yeah. my story better than your story? Yeah, yeah. Is my life better than your life? It's, and all that nonsense. It's just like intrigue and interest. Yeah, it's neat when we it's neat when we go to lunch or when we go post production or whatever like oh, that. Yeah. We, we'll sit and we'll watch people. And oh yeah, we you and I will go over and we'll speak mm-hmm. to it. And yeah. they think that's neat. Now I will get a sharp elbow in the ribs from my family because I've been in elevators with people in wheelchairs and they only have one leg. And I will literally go, Hey man, how'd you lose your leg? And that guy will open up and I tell my, you know, later my, my family's going, why do you do that? That's embarrassing. Because that guy's got a story mm-hmm. and he's dying to tell the story. And he loves the fact that I care. Mm-hmm. Do that. Reach That's out. Okay. Does it, is it 100%? No. Some, so, some people are very hurt and bitter and they may snap back. But I guarantee you they still want to talk about it. One really quick story since you said that. Yeah, go ahead. I have to say this. Talking about engaging with people in, in our interactions. And I have a nine-year-old, beautiful, innocent little girl. And we were at Walmart checking out. And this checker was, you know, put, putting our items through. And she had this, like a, a a stint on her finger. And my nine-year-old, you know what she said? What'd you do to your finger? <laughs> yeah. And oh my goodness, it was quite adorable. But she stopped like checking out. She goes, well, we are. And she takes off. She goes, do you see this bump here? Do you know what gout is? That's funny. I'm like, okay. Yeah, and I'm like, great. and my daughter intently just looked at her with so much innocence and she's like, no. And she's like, well, my doctor messed up my blood. I mean, literally told my nine-year-old, by the way, yeah. this whole story whole of drama. Yes. My, my blood pressure medicine got, you know, and, and she's like, well, I hope your finger gets better soon. Well, it's better. I can almost move it some. 
And I just thought, this is exactly yep. what I'm talking about. Even It's that easy. That It is that easy. And that's the innocence of children. They'll just ask you. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're like, have an eye patch on, they're like, what happened to your eye? Yeah. You know, she had this on. She's like, what happened to your finger? Yeah. And we lose that in, and you we're know, losing that more You know, more. in a qualifying statement, I will say this too, just to tag to both of our stories. I have never encountered a person who got mad at me. Never. And I've asked about people who have lost their legs and their eyes and severely burned. I've asked some... But you know what? It's it's not like, dude, mm-hmm. what'd you do to your face? No, I didn't do that. I I just came up and I said, wow, what happened? And they tell you. Well, and there's something about intently engaging somebody yeah. with care and sure. uh, you know, authentic, uh, authentic engagement of you know, like what happened there. And and I'm because I'm curious. I, I yeah, I worry about you. I don't even know you. And. Yeah. So AI and won't do that? No, AI won't do that and <laughs> at all. Thank you for, for bringing us you're back welcome, in. You're AI won't do that. And I, I've said my closing thoughts for a few times, but saying this, I think is really, really important. Yeah. And that is, I told my son, love is in everything. And love is in any interaction that we do. We do not have to know someone intimately or personally and have an act of love in it. Our words have love in it. They have our actions. And so the act of love of compassion and consideration and encouragement is love. And I think that is when we say, you know, I I love so many different things, how we express that. We can love, we we were having a conversation, we can love our friends, we can love certain things, but it's understanding that there is love in everything yeah. and that we reduce that in, in a lot of different ways. But most importantly, I do not, my closing point here is that an algorithm, a, a very soft voice, I can even have AI mimic my voice right now yeah. and give you all these words and, and soft tones, and but it will never be able to show the love that I actually have as a human yeah, being. Right. It doesn't have that capacity. Yeah, good, good point. Really good point. Mine is... You're not alone. Every one of us is broken and find someone you can trust. Find find the opportunity to share, sit down and have coffee. I like to buy breakfast for other people. And it's a big breakfast buyer. When I when I can buy breakfast for other people, maybe one day I have the opportunity to slide in next to them. And I I've done that, right? I like to I like to tease the old men that are gathered in their little yes. parliament of owls and I'll slap down a newspaper and go What's going on in the world? And they just start, you can do that too. And mm-hmm. it's it's not enough that you reach out. You reach out too, right? Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself because somebody depends on you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, be compassionate towards yourself. Most importantly, take all this information. We'll have the information on our website where we got all of some of this data from, but be aware, be knowledgeable for yourself. Take control of yourself take care of yourself in a compassionate way and just be well. Yeah. Thanks, Liz. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye-bye.